Welcome to Gain That Tune. What's going on, everybody? It is Game That Tune back in the house once again. It's ya boy, John Harrington here. We got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey, 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 hey. We've got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. And we've got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. Hey, guys. Are, are Johnny, you, I think you need to share your Coke with the rest of the group, man. <laughs> I, listen, it's an episode about lava. I'm coming in hot. Uh, coming. Coming. <laughs> Coming in the hot. Um, wow. That's, uh, uh, yeah. Jeez, uh, you, you threw me for a loop. I wasn't expecting uh, such energy at this stage in the show. That's uh, that's fantastic, John. I appreciate that enthusiasm. Anyway, uh, this is Game That Tune, uh, the fantastic video game music guess a game show. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs, a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off, have a lot of fun. The winner at the end of the night picks the theme for the next episode and plays some bonus tunes. And Johnny already tipped the tipped the hand on the theme for this week. Uh, I won last week's show, and I picked Lava. That's right, Games with Lava, Liquid Hot Magma, Molten Rocks. Uh, I, I gave every possible way for this theme to not be controversial or confusing. And something tells me, based on John's level of excitement, that he's chosen something really stupid. Like Cooking Mama, where you make a chocolate lava cake or some such oh, thing. shut <laughs> up! God, I'm, good one. I mean, I, I, I always expect Johnny to circumvent the theme in a creatively stupid way. And he okay. still yeah. does, but somehow I still pegged him as the guy that does that. So. Can we change the order so I'm not the closer now? I, I need to adjust <laughs> my game. I, I, I apologize, David. I forgot you were the foodie of the group. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm trying to think of any nope. other way you can fuck up a lava theme. And, you know, unless Johnny just picks a theme with like a firm rock, a non-molten rock. Uh, the the problem here, John, is that I, you know I do love to subvert the theme, but then you throw out an even better subversion than what I came up with. See, that's the beauty and, of it. So I'm hoping you just uh, stuck with the theme. <laughs> like, I, I, I come up with a, a subversion of the theme so stupid that it makes your stupid idea seem just boring by comparison. And then you have to be like, fine, fuck it. I'm, I guess I'm playing uh, just a game with a lava level in it, like the rest of you guys. Oh, jeez. Um, but yeah, I think we got a great game coming or a great show coming up. Uh, you know, because uh, yeah, there's uh, there's some classic uh, classic lava tunes out there. A lot of uh, a lot of everybody's favorite levels are lava levels. I mean, they're 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 memorable. They're they're not difficult at all. There's no consequences in them. You don't fall into anything and die. Uh, you know, lava levels are just fun and fancy free. Uh, am I the only one that feels that way? What what or, games uh, are you playing? <laughs> you know, um, I'm trying to think of uh, think of my favorite lava levels. I'm thinking of Donkey Kong Country, uh, Donkey I, Kong Country Two, fucking Aladdin think, for the SNES, uh, where you're flying a carpet. I mean, yeah, it's nothing frustrating about it at all. <laughs> no, that's that's the most easy breezy level in the game. For that's sure. the thing. That's the thing. It's gonna be an easy breezy show, Johnny. I couldn't have put it better myself. 
Um, so yeah, we've got we've got five fantastic games coming up. We got a great fan request, and Johnny, I think uh, you just have to step to the edge of the volcano and drop us in there for game one. Game one.
Okay, guys. So, the protagonist in the Super Nintendo version of this game was uh, a wizard. In the Sega Genesis and Sega CD ports, he was changed to a weasel. Wait, you know, I'm so sorry. Did I say protagonist or you antagonist? You did say protagonist. I was like, antagonist wait. was changed from a wizard to a weasel. Sorry. That makes way more sense. I don't know any weasel games. <laughs> Alright guys, who's got some answers? Boy do I. <laughs> Wait on Dave. I'm so upset because I feel like I should know this. Nah, you probably shouldn't. Alright, so David drew a very detailed penis. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, John said I am Weasel. Incorrect. And Jesse wrote the correct answer of Radical Rex. Mm. This Radical Rex released for the game for the uh, Game Boy, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, and Sega CD. Well, on the Game Boy, it was Baby T Rex. Yes, I yes. Um, oh. oh, I think sure hope I somebody got fired for that blunder. I think Game Boy Baby T Rex. I don't know. If, I think it was still Radical Rex in the U.S. But then baby T-Rex in Europe or something like that? I don't know. I have seen there is a prototype of this game called Baby T-Rex for the Super NES. So at some point they changed it, I guess. And maybe by the time I got the Game Boy, there's like, fuck it. 
Hmm. Like, I don't care anymore. Yeah, baby T-Rex rings a bell, more so than Radical Rex, because uh, I believe ages ago, many moons uh, on an early episode of Game That Tune, you selected the unused theme song to Baby T-Rex as your bonus music. And mm-hmm. uh, I was like, well, that game sounds fucking hilarious. It's just somebody going, baby, 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 baby T-Rex. And I'm like, that sounds uh, 90s and fun, like it's a T-Rex baby. Yeah, I'm into that. So I, if I this have, game's I half to... as fun as that song, then uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a bop of a game. Yeah. I, I kind of want to break tradition a little bit. I, I have a 38-second bonus track. You it's didn't win the, the show, motherfucker. What are you talking about? <laughs> I it's, think it's, it's game hearing. one. Yeah, it's you so can't good. break your tradition yet. All right. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So yeah, this is... We'll find a time to put that in. Maybe when you win the game, which you're so <laughs> prone to doing. Uh, if only there was a, a set time during each episode of Game That Tune in which someone could play a bonus tune. <laughs> hmm. All right. So yeah, this is Radical Rex. Um, it's it's a very strange, interesting game. Uh, like, they made some weird choices. So this definitely came out in that whole, like, mid-90s, everyone's making platform games, right? You got Bubsy. You got, um... Oh, well, I don't know. First and foremost, platformers. Bubsy. <laughs> Bubsy. Uh, Johnny, Radical Rex. Up. Awesome Possum. Arrow awesome the Possum. Era the Acrobat. Yep. Um... Freedom Planet. The squ- that squirrel <laughs> spinoff of uh, Arrow the Acrobat. Oh, Kamikaze, yeah. I think, or whatever. Zero, the Zero. Kamikaze yeah. Squirrel. Kamikaze yeah. Squirrel. Um, are, are we Star not going to mention Sonic the Hedgehog, or... No. Who? Because okay. those are good platformers. This mm. was... Johnny, where's the hot like... take sound? It should be happening frequently in this episode. <laughs> hot take. Hot take. Sonic good. Uh, you know, John Regan. Jeez. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So this, this game is strange. Um, like, is it though? You I think you through... just said it's not strange. There's, there's animal platforming mascots just popping up left and right. What's so strange about this Radical Rex? Um, I think some, just some of the choices they made. Have you like, one. Uh, no. But <gasps> I actually did a little bit of research into this one. Gas. Um, I like how you could start to hear the yeah, and then it's like yeah, no. It seems like the kind of thing that Johnny could have falsified a memory for. He could have inceptioned himself. I mean, like, yeah, I rented this once. Not the second CD version, of course, but like, yeah, yeah, sure. What was I made of? Dinosaur dinosaur on a skateboard. I I definitely played this. I was a rad fucking dude, and I was a rad (laughs) enough dude to save the president. Oh, no, shit. That's a different game. But Uh, only in Europe. So, yeah. (laughs) It's a dinosaur that breathes fire. Dope. I don't think is historically accurate okay so I think it's a dragon it's a dragon uh what's, you, you what's pl- not historically accurate about dragons john i'm not following it there's yeah. komodo dragons mm-hmm. just because they there's, went extinct ooh. in westeros and had to be birthed from those uh three eggs and uh doesn't mean they weren't real john spoilers yeah so a thing about this game i found interesting is there, there's no bosses for the first five levels you play through five levels um and then you fight uh the weasel slash wizard depending on what version you're playing like the main antagonist i wonder why they changed that which version did you play (laughs) yeah and then you play back through the levels with different layouts but you go back through those five levels this time there's a boss at the end of each one and then you fight the weasel slash wizard again at the end huh 
Yeah. That's weird, Probably. right? Like, that's, why do they do that? <laughs> why? So, you know. I'm, I'm, I don't want to, like, harp on this point, but I just want to go back to some games it's a wizard and some games it's a weasel. Like, did the development team say, like, we need to differentiate between the two versions? What else starts with W? Like, Wombat? Nah. What, uh, like, what other connection is there between weasel and wizard? Like, we, weasels are not magical. Wizards are not slender and furry. Like, but I mean, yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, what you know, like, which one does it make less sense to have as the boss of a dinosaur fire-breathing skateboard game, like a wizard or a weasel? Like, what what threat does a weasel pose to a fire-breathing skateboard dinosaur? <laughs> yeah, he's fucked. I, mean, yeah, exactly. I, I imagine like the wizard makes less sense to me just because like. Dinosaurs went extinct, and then small mammals grew and dominated the planet. It's like, so I could see a dinosaur being afraid of a weasel, but like that's a actually wizard. very funny but if he's point. A, like the, if he's a dragon, then wizards battle even dragons if he's a all dinosaur, the time. Like you know, unless it's yeah, I mean, I, I do find it funny the idea that like the next mammal is, is like the first mammal is the next stage of evolution, and therefore it's, like, the boss of the dinosaurs somehow, <laughs> even though it's completely non-threatening because he's a dinosaur and it's a weasel. I'll drop like, another well, asteroid on you! And, and that's the thing, like, it, the only way you lose is if during the fight with the weasel, the Ice Age hits. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, man, so can we get a modern, like, re- can we get a modern reboot of this game that's like Majora's Mask, where you just like see an asteroid in the distance slowly getting closer and closer? Hell yeah! God, they should make a like a dinosaurs the uh, ABC sitcom version of Majora's Mask, <laughs> but you can't escape it. Like there is no reversing time; it just ends. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, I guess that's, now, well, yeah, that's the show. I was gonna say it's like, oh, you know, it's it's like dinosaurs on ABC, but you can't escape it. It just ends. Like, John, did you watch dinosaurs? Like, that show has a very famous depressing ending. That's why it's perfect for Majora's Mask. The point is, you know, you take the, you know, the hope out of Majora's Mask, and you got dinosaurs, baby. <laughs> all, all of the hope in Majora's Mask, a famously optimistic game. I mean, you know, now as long as you know that song of time. What if I told you that the weasel is a wizard? Whoa, whoa. That the weasel has all the same powers and moves as the wizard. It's oh, basically I mean, that, that like sense, a ROM it's, hack. It's lazy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they just change the sprites out. Could it be some kind of like transliteration between like Japan and America where it's like, yeah, you program the, the final boss is a wizard. It's like, say weasel? I don't. What is this character here? Weasel? Why? Why they, are we reprogramming the game anyway? Shouldn't this be finished? Well, they changed the opening script a bit too, because with the weasel version, he shows up and says, "Like, all right, I'm casting a spell on everybody. It's now the mammals' time to shine. Okay, and I'm gonna make all see? the dinosaurs fight each other." Right. Bingo. That's the how wizard the shows up. The wizard shows up and says, "I'm gonna make all the dinosaurs fight each other." So it's that not the mammal time. Can rise. <laughs> like it's, it's the same plot, but one's a wizard, one's a weasel. I don't get it. That's awesome. I mean, awesomely stupid, but like seriously, like, and of all the things to change, why, <laughs> like, why change it? Like, yeah. and, they, they, and they changed the name. Like the the wizard's name was um, Sethron, 
and the weasel's name is Scritch. Again, like I, it's just it's a weird choice. So is he in that game Scritchin'? Mm, mm. That's it. Scritchin'. <laughs> oh God, that's the. There's uh, a few. Unpl- yeah, the undeveloped sequel to this. They thought this was gonna be a hit. <laughs> there was gonna be this whole Scritchin' universe. <laughs> Didn't happen. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, and otherwise they're they're almost the same. I think the Super Nintendo version has the better animations, but the mm-hmm. Sega Genesis has the better colors. Right. Uh, the Sega, Sega CD, CD version has, obviously has the better soundtrack. The best soundtrack. Good <laughs> it's God, so good. Yeah. I love it, man. It was '90s as hell, baby. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean I've seen little bits and pieces of this game before. I think isn't there a level where you actually get swallowed by a larger dinosaur, and the entire level is you like navigating its intestines? Yep. That's fucked up, man. <laughs> Did they rip that off from Bunk? Because I think you do that in Bunk, too. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Time to make some calls. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. They don't want to fuck with Bunk's lawyers, man. Uh, those guys are uh, litigious. But yeah, I mean, maybe they did do that in Bunk, but I don't know. It seemed like a funny idea in this, like, just bouncing around in them guts. And, yeah. Gross, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, you know what a what a fucking pick, man. So I mean, I love it. Frankly, it's uh, it it sounds I you know no pun or play on words intended. Sounds pretty goddamn radical, dude. You're a dinosaur breathing fire on a skateboard. I can't say that enough. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, that inside the dinosaur boss fight is basically you just using your fire breath to give that bigger dinosaur an ulcer, oh, and then you get out. It's <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, I mean, yeah. What do they? Sh- is there like a cutscene showing how you escape that dinosaur? Like, you know, do you run out its ass? Like, <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm really thinking on this. Like, how do you in a children's game have a character get swallowed by a large creature, have a level taking place entirely inside its intestines, and not have shit everywhere, or have to tell the kids like, you know? Like how 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 did Radical Rex escape this fucking creature? Like, you know, I mean, there's... I mean, there are cutscenes throughout the game. I don't recall how he gets out of this dinosaur. I assume he just gets like barfed, not barfed up, but he runs out the mouth. Right? Gotcha. That's yeah. pr- I think that's how he does it. He does. You know, the larger dinosaur doesn't go to like uh, like a doctor and have someone like milk his prostate. And no, I, I'm sure there's a director's cut version of that where you know you get a great view of the dinosaur's asshole and Radical Rex coming out of it. <laughs> It's like the the rhino scene in Ace Ventura too. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think milking a prostate does what you think it does, John. No. Hey, uh, you know I don't think that a fire breathing dinosaur could survive that long inside of another dinosaur. So I don't think it's important, David. <laughs> I don't think a dinosaur breathes fire, guys. So none of this really is important. Mm-hmm. Like, I if guess- you crawl around in the intestines long enough, eventually the other dinosaur is forced to come Radical Rex. That's just how it works. <laughs> do dinosaurs have prostates? They do That's now. a very that good the question. episode title? G-G-G-K-M. One that should never have been asked. Radical.
So this game uh, features a rather limited move set and is one of the few games in the series in which the player cannot double jump, triple jump, fly, or grab objects. Who's feeling great? I'm feeling pretty good. Good. Uh-oh, Jesse, not good. David, good? I, I know David this. David, angry. I know this, and I think I'm wrong, and I'm going to be so pissed when I find out what it actually is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I bet. Oh, yeah, look at that. John said, uh, scritch and dick. Uh, Jesse says Lavos, and uh, David says Yoshi's Crafted World. Sadly, incorrect. Johnny, we all got it wrong. Play that sound. I'm gonna be pissed too because I know that last song. That's why I'm just drawing it out, baby. Uh, I hate to inform everybody that this. Uh, this is a fantastic uh, entry in a long-running series. It came out of the Nintendo 3DS. Um, a return to a certain land, if you will. Uh, this is Super Mario 3D Land. Whoa, God! Whoa! Damn it! Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> you said you can't. We fly? haven't used this. No, you can't. What about the fucking bee suit? It's not in this game. <laughs> yes, it That's is. That's in Galaxy. That's Galaxy, Not baby. Super Mario 3D Land. I, I could have swore there was a bee suit in this game. No, it's that all about the raccoon tail. <laughs> that last song is one of the world themes, isn't it? It is. It's uh, it's like Special Course 8. <laughs> Damn it, I knew it! Very I... late in the game, Special Course 8. <laughs> I almost fucking wrote that down. I was like, no, yeah. it's the bee suit. Yeah, the big, the big kicker in uh, 3D Land was the return of the raccoon tail. <laughs> and you couldn't use it to fly, you could just use it to not fall so fast. <laughs> And Which, it was after you beat the game, you got, like, a special version where you could turn into the statue. Yes, I believe they call that the statue leaf in the game. I'm like, just say Tanuki suit. Come on, man. <laughs> like, 
What's the matter with you? But yeah, uh, sorry, David, and sorry, Jesse, and not so much Johnny. Johnny was never going to get this, despite being the most recent 3DS owner in the group. Um, what a game, this Super Mario 3D Land. Uh, you guys got some fond memories of this one? I yeah, like it. I most, you. I mostly I really remember like feelings game. more than anything specific. It's like, this game was a blast. Think, 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 John. Think of something specific to this game. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> this kind of came and went for me. But I had fun. <laughs> one of the, See, one of the, the problems that I do have with this game, and I, I am going to get to like stuff that I love about this game because I do really like it, um, is that like all of the none of the worlds are themed. Like right. all of the levels are just kind of randomly scattered, so mm -hmm. it's it's hard to remember stuff because it's not like Bingo. oh that one water world level where you had it's just like everything's kind of strewn. But remember that level are... with the colorful blocks? Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but there are some really cool levels. There's the um, the fucking like Zelda dungeon level. Um, there's the one level where you're like it's all in 2D mode and you're running and all the cheap cheeps are like chasing after you and you have to like jump over the bridge and everything. That was yeah. pretty cool. Dope. Like, yeah, this is a good game. It's a lot of fun. And it played with that 3D in a lot of fun ways, man. Mostly in, you know, just kind of like depth-based, you know, situations. Like, oh look, it's a, stat a stack of like 10 Goombas and you jump on the little springboard and the camera pulls out in a way and you can really, you know, feel the depth when you're pounding down through all of them. Or uh, they have those little like puzzle box rooms where you go in and if you don't have the 3D on, it's like... Okay, there's no way to get the star. This doesn't make any sense. And then you turn on the 3D, and it adds that little depth. It's like, oh, now I can see the separation in the platforms. You know, tricky, tricky. Get to the little star coin or whatever. Like, they, they had some fun with the 3D. I feel bad for anybody that bought this on, like, a 2DS. Like, I can't imagine that, the you know, those little bonus games... Uh, are very much fun without that 3D on. <laughs> like, it's very specifically made to use that feature. Um, Actually, and, now that it was pretty cool. It, that was that was another one of like those levels that really stuck out. Was you got like a propeller block and you went up into the clouds and eventually yeah. you just like dove all the way down to the goalpost. Yep, loved it. And they had like uh, they would have the levels with like the stuff. It, a lot of the you know fun stuff was like stuff coming like background and foreground. They would have like the Bowser levels with like the big grinders are coming from the back, and you know you can kind of tell like which one with the 3D on like which one's longer, and so where you can duck in and where you can duck out and stuff like that. Like they really uh, they really had some fun with it. Um, and yeah, the game was just uh, it was kind of a blast and. Uh, uh, one thing I really liked about it was the way it kind of leaned uh, onto like Mario's uh, history a little bit not so much in like uh, referential sense but the uh, the little postcards you would get kind of like teasing you that like oh princess is in another castle they were that fucking delightful Mario 3 box art style Mario like I love that cartoony box art style and they really used it in this game really nicely they just send you like these unique little scenes they would have depth in them and like shaking heads if you turn the slider up like you know it, it was just it was relentlessly charming and they just upped that even more with like uh, with like 3D world where they gave you the stamps and let you do your own Miiverse stuff with those styles like you know I, I love that Mario cartoony you know whatever you like I, I'm trying to... I feel like it's a distinct, like, artist that does those Mario drawings, and I could not, for the life of me, type the right combination of words into Google to get his name before, you know, doing this this episode. It's like, Super Mario 
box art artists. Uh, nope, can't you know? Can't be found. But it's. Uh, I think you guys all get the cartoon style I'm talking about. Like I know exactly what you're talking about, and I I know the artist name, and I can't think of it. But I'm gonna try to find it before we finish yeah. this segment. Exactly, Akira Toriyama. So. Bingo! His name is Shiggy, my friends. How could we forget? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a super cool game, um, and it's got lava levels like all Mario games. You know, you got the Bowser Castle. Both those first two songs were Bowser Castle themes. That second song, very odd for a Bowser Castle theme, but I'm into it. Uh, the first song, actually, I believe, is the final boss theme, so the final ba- uh, Bowser battle. And, uh, you know, mercifully, this game doesn't have anything quite as terrifying as, like, uh, New Super Mario Brothers, where Bowser dies a fiery death and comes back as a reanimated skeleton. Uh, just, you know, just typical happy-go-lucky kind of Mario stuff. Nothing, nothing terribly scarring in this one. It, it's nice. Uh... Yeah, and, and I like the uh, I like the style of it. I like the uh, you know everybody's you know real hard on a or the, they're real keen on Odyssey now, but frankly I liked kind of the short, you know, like kind of uh, you know just bite sized three D levels. I, I thought that was you know I thought it was really great. And I mean obviously it works great on the uh, the three DS, but you know honestly if they just wanted to make like a collection or something of like the Mario three D bite sized type levels or like. Yeah, I don't know how you would do a 3D Mario Maker, but it'd be fucking dope. Like, <laughs> I'd uh, I'd be actually, in favor of it. That was actually one thing that I um remember, like when reviews were coming out of this game, people were talking about. It's like this kind of feels like how 3D Mario would play if Mario 64 never came out, because it's still very much like point A to point B, like Super yeah. Mario Brothers style, but with right. a free roaming 3D version. Exactly. Flagpoles are back. Go, you know, uh, you know the checkpoint flags are there, and yeah, it's it's just uh, it's just classic Mario levels, but with uh, you know fucking with a little bit of 3D to them. I, I think it's great. So um, yeah, I don't know. I love Mario 3D Land. You know, the Mario 3D games are great, and uh, you know, like I said, I would love to see uh, love to see another one of these at some point because uh, it would it would be perfect for Switch. Hmm? I was going to say, I've got it. Uh, Yoichi Katabe. That's the artist who does Thank like that you. original NES Mario art. Yes. Shout out to, to uh, Yoichi Katabe for the fantastic Mario artwork that, yes, is prevalent in this game. And uh, is some of my favorite artwork. I've got two of his drawings tattooed on my back. So, you know, shout out to that guy. <laughs> he, uh, he makes the drawings I like. So, um, yeah. Uh, Super Mario 3D Land. Uh, fucking delight. Uh, you know, tunes, pretty, uh, pretty distinct, uh, shout out to the composer Mahito Yokota, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's great, and I'd love to see it come back, and David, if you don't have anything else to drop in on this one with, then, uh, it's time to, uh, you know, just, uh, turn that 3D slider all the way up and go to game three, parentheses, D. I'm sorry. Three. I, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sorry. We... No, I don't have anything to add. Uh, Mario 3D Land is awesome. Hell yeah. I think we found is. our episode title, Parentheses D. Parentheses D, baby. <laughs> Game three.
Guys, so the trademark holder of this game would not finance a re-release unless it was exclusive to their console, leading to the game's developers to use Kickstarter to finance a remastered version for the PlayStation 4, PC, and Nintendo Switch.
How is everybody feeling about that one? I feel um, like it's I feel like it's one of two games, and I think I guessed the wrong one. Okay, yeah. I mean, is this? it's a wonderful game. Um, I want to shout out our fan request. Uh, this is our fan request for the evening. Thank you very much, Silver Nova, for the request. What a great request. Uh, John Regan says, points please. It ain't happening, baby. We ain't getting that ah. T-Rex theme on the game. <laughs> uh, David says, Star Wars Episode One Racer. Sadly incorrect, though. I think he picked up on a little hint of uh, Star Wars something that music... Jesse says Crash Bandicoot Trilogy, also sadly incorrect. Johnny, play that three song, uh, three wrong answers sound again. <laughs> Nobody was feeling very wonderful about this one. This is the wonderful oh, 101. Shit. Oh, Yeah. Have we ever played the all wrong sound twice in an episode? Uh, I mean, we usually forget to play it once, so I'm guessing, <laughs> no, we have not. No, uh, Johnny, I'm really sucking tonight. Thank you for rubbing it in. <laughs> Way to bring it up, man. Oh, man. This, uh, this game... Oh, shit, David's leaving. Way to go, John. Oh. Now you have to talk about the wonderful 101. Johnny, okay. tell us what you know about the wonderful 101. Hands up, no Googling. <laughs> Okay, well, so what I know about the Wonderful 101 is that the main antagonist is a woman who wants to make fur coats out of the 101 Dalmatians that are in this game. Uh, this, this is a, a rendition of 101 Dalmatians, I believe, as a video game. It is. And the goal of the game is to stop Cruel DeVille from, you know, killing all the dogs, because yes. that's what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, this game's staunchly anti-puppy killing. Yes. And you, you play as um, not one of the dogs, surprisingly. You play as one of the dog owners from right. the original movie. Yeah, I, I, I will give you a dollar if you can name either of the owners of the dogs in the 101 Dalmatians. Jake and the lady. <laughs> lady and the tramp. Oh, my God. Oh, hell. What a twist. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus, John, come on. The, the, two main, dogs. the two main dogs in the movie have the most famous and rememberable names. You, you couldn't go with Pongo and Perdita. You had to go with the humans. The unnameable yeah. humans. <laughs> so, anyway, no, John, I'm sorry. That's, that's exactly where I thought you would go with that, and it's unfortunately incorrect. The worst kind of incorrect. Um, nonsensically incorrect. Uh, the Wonderful 101 is a pretty cool game. Uh, in theory... Uh, in execution, I'm not sure how cool it is because I could not get into it. I tried, man. I, I, you know, I had this on the Wii U, and this was going to be one of those killer apps. It's like, yeah, this game. I mean, it's like made for the Wii U. You draw shit on the gamepad. It's got a slick, uh, you know, anime ridiculous aesthetic, and it's you know, platinum games as hell. It's got wacky action and wacky characters. I'm going to love this game, and you know, get ready with that hot take, uh, Johnny. I didn't love the game. Hot take. Yeah. That's uh, it's really what it comes down to. I, I tried. Uh, Jesse uh, uh, and or David, did you, uh, did you guys spend any time with uh, the wonderful 101? I had a similar, I guess, uh, reaction as you, John. Um, mm-hmm. I played it. And I kind of liked it, but just it never really clicked with me. Like, the, aesthetically, right. it looked cool. I liked mm-hmm. like the abilities you could pull off, 
but just the like, ideas are great. <laughs> but just playing it just felt kind of like I don't know clunky and not I don't know yeah. I just. Well, I mean that's the thing it just it just wasn't very hot man like I like the idea like you you can make uh, you can chain together people and superheroes and make giant fists and objects out of them to fight giant aliens I mean it's like a, it's got a little green lanternness to it you know and uh, it, it's got some really fun ideas they just uh, you know in terms of actually being a fun game to play I, I'm not sure that it ever came together. I, I feel like I have a distinct memory of like enjoying like the first three areas of this game and then being like, what happened? This game just got really, really hard. Like, <laughs> you know, suddenly you have to like learn like a deflect like block move that requires like precision timing, which was, it just wasn't happening. And it's like, what the fuck, man? I thought this was, I thought this was a game for kids where you play as colorful superheroes. What, what happened here? Like, David, did you, uh, did you get anything anywhere in this? So, um, I definitely bought this game. I was excited mm. because when you hear, like, Platinum, like, yep. I'm fucking sold. Um, and I had a similar experience, but a little bit different than you and Jesse, because I don't know that I got past the first level. Like, oh. Because it seemed like, oh, this is going to be great. Like, it's a Platinum superhero game where you, like can summon up all of these objects like this is gonna be awesome but it was kind of like hey what if we combined the least fun parts of pikmin and okami right like, okay like well it, observed yes you like, gotta capture little creatures in this case people because you're just playing on a giant scale you have to you know have a certain count of people to do things and yeah you have to draw on the gamepad or like using the stick to do things like I don't, it's been years since I played this, but like I, I feel like there was one fight where like you had to form like a body part for a giant <laughs> robot, and like I couldn't draw the right shape. It was a dick. It was Just draw a dick. Exactly. <laughs> I kept uh, trying to draw him a fist, and it's like no, no you put the balls on that thing. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, uh, you know, it just. There were moments in the game where it's like it just like screeched to a halt because it's like okay, what? You know, Hold on, let me look up what fucking object I'm supposed to draw here, or like, you know, what, like, am I supposed to build a, like, or, oh, fuck, I, it literally just, like, came rushing back to me. You had to draw a hang glider shape, and, like, hang glide across this certain section, and, like, the hang gliding mechanic was all fucked. And it's just like, you know, this, uh, like, the, you know, great ideas, but not hot in execution. And, uh, you know, it's just too bad, because I feel like, you know, with uh, with just a couple different things, this game could have been a hit, man. It, you know, this is like, this has got to be, like, famously not a hit. Like, they put so much into this, and it came out on the Wii U, and it came out late, and no one cared. And <laughs> it's just like, Nintendo still owns the rights to it, so they couldn't even release a remaster until they went to Kickstarter, and so now it's out for other systems, and people are maybe getting to enjoy it, but it's like... Man, this uh, this thing, I thought this was going to be trapped to the Wii U just based on the complexity and confusion of those mechanics. <laughs> like, that, they would never bother to try and do those not using a Wii U gamepad, right? Like, oh, no, they, yeah, okay, eventually they they got it, but I don't know. You know, there's so much to want to like about the game. You know, I like the characters, I like just the absurdity of it. Uh, you know, it deals in similarly, I want to say, like, affectionate 
kind of playful racial stereotypes to like the Punch Out series, like you, you know, maybe not even racial stereotypes, just you know, just tropes and stereotypes. Like you know, you got your uh, you know, you got Wonder Red who's the main guy. You got Wonder Blue who can make a sword. You got Wonder Green who you can make a gun with, I believe. Uh, and he's fat, and he's got candy falling out of his pockets all the time. And it's just like, okay, you know, that's that's a little, a little bad on the fat people, but it's it's still it's playful, and he's still a superhero. He's still a badass. He's like not. That. He doesn't cost the oh. team the mission or anything. I yeah. grossly misinterpreted that. I thought that guy was not allowed near schools. No. Jeez, <laughs> oh, John. Uh, Isn't and there you got- also like Wonder White, who's a ninja? Yeah, uh, Wonder White, I believe, is a ninja. I think he has, like, uh, like claw mitts. Um, there's Wonder Yellow, who's just a big Russian dude. Uh, I think they even call him, like, the Iron Ruski. Uh, there's Wonder Pink, who is the token female character of the group. Uh, you know, and I'm trying to remember, you know, she's not... She's, like... I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of the way to phrase this, like... I don't know, tastefully, but yeah, I feel like it's <laughs> kind of similar. To, I'm just Game saying, four. she, <laughs> no, she like, you know, she's like, I don't know, vain. She like takes selfies and shit. I don't know what, like, what the word is, what the, what the way of phrasing this is. You know, I don't want to be like, she's a girl, so she wears pink and takes selfies. She's an influencer. Sure, let's go with it. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's uh, it, it's fun. Uh, so they, they deal in some pretty broad, uh, broad cliches. But you know, I think the game had the potential to be something that was a lot of fun, like just with a couple of little tweaks. I mean, you know, seriously, you got like, it's like Power Rangers meets you know crazy fucking just wild you know Pikmin and Nintendo shit. Like, if this were just a little better, like. You know, this should be a fucking this should be a CG cartoon on Nickelodeon or something. Like this should be more than what it was. This game should not have been a flop on the Wii U. This should have been a cool game. Like you read stuff with the guys that made it, you know, the Platinum Games guys, and they were putting fucking everything into this game. They were having you know, they were having a blast making it and the music's fantastic. You got a fucking crazy murderer's row of composers working on it. And you know, it just didn't take. It's, I just feel bad. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I, I I wish them success in like the re-release. Uh, you know, like I want people to play this and enjoy it because it you know it's got enjoyable things. But man, in, in my time playing it, it was that was the problem. It wasn't fun to play. I wanted to love so many things about it, and you just get right down to it, and it's just not that much fun to play. <laughs> that was that was my experience. So uh, I don't know, man. It's tough. I yeah. I, uh, I feel like I'm doing a little disservice to uh, to the fan request by not having a whole lot nice to say about it. There is lava. There's lava in some level somewhere. I can tie somewhere. it in the game that way. I was assured by Silvernova that there's lava in this game. And I'm sure there is. I'm sure it's something wild, like the aliens are shooting lava cannons or some shit. Out of their butt. You know, like, there's giant robots and aliens all over this fucking game. It's cool. And just absurd, and you know, I, I just want to like it so much more than it is able to be liked. So, you know, oh well. Uh, shouting out the composers before we move on. Uh, you know, uh, Norihiko Hibino, Hiroshi Yamaguchi, Ray Kondo, Akira Takizawa, Hitomi Kurokawa, and Masato Kuda. You know, uh, just a fantastic soundtrack. Just, it's got the anime influence, it's got the action game influence, it's platinum as hell. 
Uh, it's got some fantastic, it's got a fantastic couple of vocal themes. They have like, I think two different vocal themes. There's the wonderful 100, and then like when you join up with them, then it cha uh, changes the theme completely into being the wonderful 101 theme, and it's uh, it's pretty fucking fun and silly, and you know, I, I can't wait to get it into the radio. Like this, uh, th these are good tunes, and uh, you know, the game is cool. So, uh, best of luck in the future, wonderful 101. I, uh, I hope you continue to be a thing. And uh, Johnny, let's just unite up, turn ourselves into a giant fist, and uh, move on to the next game. Game four.
All right. <clears throat> so this game was made by like an 18 year old. So that's pretty cool. Um, and so, uh, though he was born after they came out, um, this dude was introduced to classic first person shooter games like Blood, Heretic, and Doom by his father. And he was like, these games are freaking awesome. So I'm going to make a more modern version. And uh, he tried to replicate the fast-paced action and complex levels in a new game um, with like items and enemies rendered as billboarding sprites. Johnny?
All right, gentlemen. Ah, that last track's so fucking good. That was good. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see what you guys got. Oof. Oh, okay. So Johnny got it wrong with Hexen, wow. and David and John got Project Warlock correct. This is uh, Project Warlock. Hey, um, he's on the board. Yeah, everybody's on the board except John Regan. Damn it! He really wanted that win. <laughs> I really wanted to play my. I'm playing my bonus anyway. Fuck you! I have them all loaded. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, uh, Johnny. Also, <laughs> a, a hint for uh, for Jesse's games. Pay attention to uh, like what he streams throughout the week. He generally plays the game that he streams prior to the show. He, yeah, he just played this yesterday, didn't he? Yep. Monday, yeah. Monday. Mm-hmm. Bi- think, uh, big hint. The first first episode. Time, time has no meaning anymore. But. Yeah, and right. typically I talk about how you guys don't uh, know, <laughs> haven't picked up on it, but I guess uh, two of you have picked up on it. Oh, yeah, we're getting there. You know, We're learning little by little. Um, unfortunately, I did not see uh, your stream of this, so... Uh, I'm I'm a little in the dark on this one though. From uh, from the chatter I saw on our Discord, I'm hearing this game's pretty goddamn dope. Oh my god, it is so much fun! I just I got it free uh, on Twitch. You can if you have Twitch um, Prime, you get like free games like every month. Hmm. And so it was one I picked up, and I hadn't played it until you. Um, said the theme and I was like I wonder if this game has lava in it and it give me a reason to try it out and so I tried it out first level there's fucking lava everywhere Sweet. I'm like okay so Soul. far so good <laughs> so and then turns out it was fun as fuck um, so it's like a, an old-school first-person shooter and uh, like so it has all like it's like a Wolfenstein kind of with like the 2d looking sprites and they like you know get closer. I think the billboarding effect is um, what you you eventually came up with, Johnny. Where the um, like they did a new Duke Nukem, um, mm. but so like you just thrown into this this world. There's like hardly any story, so more points for Johnny. Um, yeah. You, you start with an axe, uh, a throwing knife, and then you pick up like a mage staff. And then you start going through the levels. Eventually, you find a pistol, um, shotguns. You know your typical, you know, game uh, weapons from back then. You know, SMG, um, rocket launcher, crossbow, and stuff. Um, and as you play, you get like these little upgrade stars, and you can either use them to uh, upgrade your weapons into other things. Like you can turn like your pistol into like a flare gun, or this other thing. Um, you can make the shotgun. Like an auto shotgun or a shotgun that um, is like more accurate and uh, can shoot longer distances, stuff like that. You can upgrade your your uh, warlock staff. Um, you can find magic spells and whatnot. And um, in its setup, there's like uh, five episodes, and each episode has like five missions. And um, like the there's different monsters in every place, and they all. Uh, they all look pretty cool, like for the, you know, the look it's it's going for. I've, I've dude, the I, the look I'm looking at now is phenomenal. <laughs> like, 
I yeah. love this style, man. So I can't tell because I'm just looking at screenshots, but like in motion. So is it is it all elaborate sprite work or is it more like voxels where there's like polygons? Sprites. Uh, really? Because everything looks like a fucking paper cutout almost. Right. Like, yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Like the guns look like they are, you know, like, I don't want to say cell shaded, but like made to look like pixels, but are in like a 3D thing. So I was wondering, did they do like, was this a 3D game that they then just applied these as textures to? But if you're saying it's all just sprite work, like that's so cool looking, man. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, yeah, this art style is, is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, I'm loving this. And like all the monsters look pretty crazy looking, mm-hmm. and they're different based on the um, the missions too, or the episodes rather. So like the first episode is like in a, a castle like setting, so you fight in like skeletons and and stuff like that. There's like a succubuses the uh, the final boss is this fucking tall ass skeleton wizard and he has like a staff and can summon fireballs out of the sky and like the he has three forms you can like shoot him up a bunch and then his legs go away and so he's just floating around and then he can't do his fucking reign of fire which is good um but then once you destroy that form he turns into this big floating muscly torso that chases you down and like axe handle smashes you in the face and you gotta gun him down quick or he fucks your shit up love it um and uh oh one ability I got where I could throw dynamite but with magic (laughs) so I was throwing so I got to where I was throwing magic dynamite at enemies which is pretty cool Wait, um, your, your throwing of it was enhanced with magic, or you somehow cast a spell upon the dynamite and threw it at things? I think it's you use magic to throw it, so you can throw it further, and okay. you don't have to wait for it to the fuse to... Because typically when you have dynamite, you light the fuse Got and time that it. shit. <clears throat> and and um, with this, you just fucking fling it as far as you can, and it just blows shit up. Sweet. Um, and stuff blows up into little chunks... It's pretty great. Yeah. Little fucking 2D sprite chunks. <laughs> yeah, no, um, the game looks fucking cool. I'm, you know, I'm glad to even know about this. Like, uh, yeah. it's on Switch. Yeah, good to know. Because uh, yeah, it's you know, I'm not super into first-person shooters, obviously, but like this is the kind of thing where it's like, yeah, okay, I can, I can wrap my head around this. Like, uh, you know, a little throwback, you know, with uh, you know, slick pixel art, like. Yeah, I can deal with that. Like, I'm not doing a 200 gigabyte Call of Duty download anytime soon. Yeah, no. but uh, but this, yeah, this I might download. <laughs> it's looking pretty good. I do, I do recommend playing on casual first because no, man, like straight fresh... straight to like super hard, <laughs> you know, all no. the way, you know, doom it up, man. <laughs> it, it it's pretty pretty tricky, and having to start over after losing three lives. It's a little annoying. Oh, okay, yeah. Never, never mind. Casual, it is. But <laughs> if you play casual, you don't have lives, so you could just keep playing and stuff after you die, which is fine with me because it's hard enough as it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can, I cannot imagine beating that fucking giant skeleton wizard with three lives. To be honest with you, sweet. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not good enough for that. Yeah, but it's fucking fun. Um, the music's good. Um, I know at some point I'm going to have to go to hell because after you fight the skeleton wizard, it talks about you having to fight the devil and stuff. Ooh. And the then you go to Antarctica. <laughs> All right. And the, en- the, the enemies there are real fucking crazy. The secret other so, hell. <laughs> yeah. 
At the yeah. North Pole, there's I... Santa. At the South Pole, hell. Yeah. <laughs> While you guys have been talking about this, I literally just bought this game on Steam. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> it's on. Sweet. It's on sale for four dollars and twenty cents. Nice. Nice. <laughs> and, nice. And uh, yeah, watch like they had some video footage playing of it, and it looks like a Doom mod, which is like what I love, right? Yeah. yeah. It looks like brutal Doom. But with like uh, a little bit more modern graphics going on, like it's still like like clearly yeah, old yeah. school, but some of the effects that were happening were definitely like new style effects. It's like this okay, this is right in my alley. Mm-hmm. You just play it. You don't have to give a shit. Like I don't like you're talking about story or whatever. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I just, no, there's <laughs> no story. Like until ah, until good. you fight the the skeleton wizard, I had no idea there was a story. Like <laughs> after you fight the skeleton wizard, and you're already three three missions or five missions in and then it's like oh why you killed the skeleton wizard you realize you have to fight the devil and it's like a paragraph and that's it and then you go to antarctica you really it doesn't need to be complicated like you know it's it's doom-esque you know you you're holding a gun or a weapon of some sort there's a hideous monster coming towards you what's my motivation i don't know man kill it (laughs) yeah. <laughs> like, it's gonna eat you. Yes, <laughs> but who am I? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, why am I doing this? To not die, kill the other did, thing instead of it killing you. <laughs> where did your the hand. monster come from? Does it have a family? Can we discuss our issues? Right. Am I, really I like actually the monster? Is it Shadow <laughs> of the Colossus, and I shouldn't be doing this? Like, no, <laughs> kill it. No, you kill them all. Kill every giant. Like skeleton wizard floating and throwing things at me, but is he just angry? Should I examine my prejudice against giant skeleton wizards? No, you SMG that motherfucker. <laughs> Kill that motherfucking skeleton. Yeah, Johnny. Uh, you know, great job. I, I, you know, I think it's pretty obvious what you need to do, man. So, you know, if you buy a game for four twenty, you got to have <laughs> sex and play the game at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Done. So, yeah. Wait, is, but yeah, is full time on playing the sex number? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did, I, did I get this backwards? And sixty-nine yeah. is the weed number. Get it right, yeah, baby. Duh. Sixty-nine, blaze it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not gaslighting you, David. This is truth. Yeah. This um, is true. So anyway, Jesse, anything else on uh, on Project Warlock, the uh, you know newest game that Johnny's not going to play this year? I really hope he does, because the whole time I'm playing it, I'm thinking, man, I th- I feel like Johnny would love this game, because there's no story. Mm. It's classic, like, homage to old PC games, which I'm sure he's played, like, you know, two or three of those. No, no, not Johnny. <laughs> Back when he was playing video games. Mm-hmm. No, that's, uh, that's, that's a great pick, man. Killer. So, uh, jo- Johnny, when you get the chance, get in there and uh, and don't question anything. Just just get, to, get down to killing, so... Yeah, uh, kill it and fuck and it, baby. If you're curious, check out my replay on YouTube or Twitch. Yeah, do that. You know, watch whenever Jesse streams games. Uh, again, we need to take somebody's advice from the Discord and do an at everyone when we go live for things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do that. There's nothing wrong with pestering people that actually follow us to tell you tell them to watch your streams. So uh, hell yeah, great pick. And uh, you know, it's time, Johnny, to send us on to uh, on to the next game. Game 5.
So, uh, a forum user suggested that the bells used to summon one of the characters in this game be called Dingbats. The developer noticed this, officially changed the name to Dingbats, and then sent that user merchandise. Gentleman who has guesses, answers, things written down. I got an answer. I have the answer. Okay. We'll you checked see. the tags again, didn't you? Nope. Alright, so uh, Jesse says Shante, sadly incorrect. Um, John and Johnny both say ukulele. Gonna have to check with the judges. Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> so this is not ukulele. This is the sequel, Ukulele and the Impossible Lair. Oh. There's two of these games? Yeah. I don't know this. Wow. So, like, if we were doing a Mega Man game and someone said Mega Man 2 and it was Mega Man 5, that would be incorrect. Yeah, but Mega All Man right, 5 whoever's, isn't whoever's just, in- like, a different version of Mega Man 2 where they took Mega Man 2 and made it into a similar, like, a, a different genre game, such as uh, Ukulele becoming a 2D platformer thing, as they've done here. So, uh... I don't know. Yeah, maybe I mean, Jesse right. brings no up a good point. Whoever is uh, controlling the scoreboard, uh, remove a point from John and Johnny. Uh, that's John. I don't think he's going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. All that does is confuse things, but hey, here we are. Uh, <laughs> taking the point seriously, I see. Oh, he did it. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's true. John is in charge of the scoreboard. Um, a point has been removed from John and Johnny, and for some reason, John's total is still 624. It's the goddamnedest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, so, so not ukulele, but its sequel. Um, yes. Is, thi- is this game good, David? Is this game worth playing? Because I heard that the first ukulele actually was kind of a fiasco. See, that's one of the things that I thought was interesting, because ukulele, everybody threw money at the Kickstarter, was super excited, then it came out, and nobody discussed it. Um, the sequel <laughs> oh, that, came that, out. that happened, didn't it? <laughs> the sequel came out, and this game is actually really fucking good. Because um, it's, it's not... The original ukulele is like a, a 3D, free-roaming platformer, Banjo-Kazooie-type game. And this game is much more of a 2D, like, Donkey Kong Country-style game. Um, but it's it's not just a straight 2D platformer. They actually add some really interesting mechanics to it. Um, one of which is the titular Impossible Lair. Um, so, like, the main crux of the story is the evil bee corporate guy, whatever, nobody played the first ukulele. Like, right. he wants to take over and everything, so he sets up his impossible layer you have to get through, and it kind of pulls a Breath of the Wild, where as soon as you start the game, you can immediately go to the impossible layer and try to beat it. And you won't, because oh. it's fucking ridiculously hard. But as oh. you go through the levels, um, there's a, a new character who's like a queen bee, who the evil bee has like taken things over so like you meet her and she's like please rescue my soldiers i'm sure they'll help you so every time you beat a level you get a bee soldier who in the final level basically serves as a hit point so like the more of the game that you beat the easier the final level gets gotcha i thought you were gonna say pull the breath of the wild and yuka and Laylee had both died and a hundred years had passed and they were resurrected to uh, face, you know, the Calamity Bee. Um, <laughs> but no, instead it's, uh, it just, you know, I like that idea. Like, you know, okay, it's like, you have to get through this very hard final level. Give it a shot if you want. Like, oh, um, shit, no, that's not yet. I'll be back with, uh, with some powers. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> we'll be here waiting. Yeah. Um, Calamity Bee. The other cool thing is there's there's a 3D overworld for all of the levels. So, like, you can walk around, you can explore. There's characters to talk to. Um, there's places to, like, puzzles to solve and all that kind of thing. 
Um, but there are also things you can do to manipulate the overworld. So like there will be a level, you can go into the level, you can play it and whatever, you can come back out and in the overworld you can like knock over a bee's nest and spill honey. And then if you go back into the level, there are sections where there's honey all over the place so you can stick to walls and get to new places. So like every single level has two different versions based on how you mess around with the overworld. Cool. And it's and then sometimes it's it's literally a thing where it's like, oh, there's honey on this wall. Now I can wall jump and get to this other area. And then and other levels like it completely floods it and turns it into a water level. And now it's it's basically a brand new level. So it's it's a really fucking cool game. Yeah, good. I'm glad they made a really cool game because again, like uh, you know, uh, it's strange. I feel like. We've gotten this far in the show without featuring the first game, and it came out like the year that we started making the show, and it seemed like, you know, it's got legendary video game music composer David Wise, it's got, you know, our boy Grant Kokerp, you know, we can probably count on that being on the show at some point, and none of us played it, and it's just not come up, and I'm like, so that game just not happened? Like, that... Is ukulele a game that just doesn't exist? And it's like, oh no, they, you know, I guess they still feel like they've got something because they decided to sequel it up. So I'm glad they uh, glad they were able to make something with it. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's it's cute, and I, I like that former Rare people made their own studio because they wanted to keep making you know rarest uh, rare ish games. So yeah, I feel good like on that's. Them. That's part of the struggle of this game. It's like, hey, we've created a new, like, 2D spiritual successor to Donkey Kong Country fun platforming game. It's our sequel to Ukulele. And everyone wrote it off. It's like, no, 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 come back. This game's good, though. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can ignore the ukulele part. Just honestly, play the game. It's fun. Yeah. Um, Don't worry about the bees. I do want to um, thank you, John, for bringing up the legendary composers, because this game has four composers, um, Playtonic Games, Matt Griffin, and Dan Murdoch, but they also brought back both David Wise and Grant Kirkhope to compose songs for this game. So, yeah. yeah, the soundtrack's fucking great. Yep, as it should be. I mean... Dude, I'm, I'm personal friends with David Wise, so I'm like attached to this soundtrack it's it's quite good i don't like this i don't like the johnny by virtue of going to magfest once now gets to claim david wise this is weird <laughs> like well go to magfest to steal david wise from you guys <laughs> <laughs> i fucked him you guys have to fuck him away from me <laughs> excuse me uh, are you legendary video game composer david wise i am can i give you head yeah, exactly. What? It's like, <laughs> just, just trust me. It's a podcast thing. Yeah, exactly. My friend says I have to come in your saxophone. Well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I get it. Yo, scavenger yeah. hunts, man. Oh, you must be from Game That Tune. <laughs> <laughs> I love John that show. <laughs> yeah. John Harrington, eh? Yes, David. Oh, nice to finally meet you. You're a legend. <laughs> No, I shut up! I, of me. I, I can't come when someone's talking to me like this. <laughs> don't play that saxophone right now. I don't know what those vibrations are gonna do. Um, yeah, no, uh, you know what a fucking legend that David Wise. Uh, I'm all about that guy. I, you know, I still can't believe we got him for like our radio ads. We gotta get him back to record a fresh one. You know, talking good about ukulele. <laughs> Legendary video game music composer from the ukulele and the Impossible Lair soundtrack, David Wise. What a fella. Um, 
or he comes on and disavows any knowledge of ever having met John Regan, one or the other. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm David Wise, and I don't know this man. Please stop <laughs> sending me letters. Ah. Uh. But uh, yeah, we should uh, you know, we should move on from him to Grant Kirk, uh, Kirkhope. We need to get him on the show at some point. You know, he seems like a nice fellow too. And you know, I think Johnny can also claim him because I follow Kirkhope on Twitter. He's kind of a ska dork, and oh. you know, it's uh, I mean, I love Should've the guy. Said that. There's something relentlessly charming about a middle-aged British guy that like loves ska, and then you know. Uh, yeah, something significantly less charming about Johnny's love for Sky. So, you know, I don't know. Somehow it works with Grant. It doesn't work with John. It's uh, it's a paradox is what it is. It's a quandary. That's all I got to say. About- I was going to say, none of that <laughs> has to do with ukulele, but okay. It has to do with the composers of ukulele and how charming they are and how much I love them. <laughs> well, I mean, they make charming music, which they put into a charming game that yeah. I don't think many people played because it's the sequel to a not-as-charming game. Right. Johnny, why aren't you on Steam right now buying this game? Um, is it on Steam? I don't yes. know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, uh, this it... game is available um, on Steam, Windows, uh, Xbox One, PS4, and Switch. Now, see, is that the next uh, thing that they need to do? They need to put ukulele in more of like a like a Project Warlock setting? Like... Do a little, uh, you know, first-person shooter, a little cute 'em up, featuring these characters. I would actually be That'd really be okay if they went full like Banjo Kazooie and had Yuka grabbing Laylee and using like a Sonic Cannon version. Yes, all the yeses. That's a fantastic. Uh, you know, I think it'd be pretty great. They, they, I feel like it would fill like it would fit like in the rabbits mold. You know, like just you know, nonsense, colorful. Silly, cartoony, like, you know, they, they could make it, man. They could make a first-person shooter out of these guys. No problemo. Um, so, yeah, once they do that, then uh, then Johnny will probably just go buy that. But, I'm uh, buying it right now. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> TBD. The you bought two games? <laughs> uh, three games. I bought Ukulele 1 and 2 in a bundle just now wow. for $18. Whoa. Big okay. Fuck. Yeah, you know, big spender on games he's never gonna play, Johnny. I feel uh, like you're way less likely to play those. Yeah, that's the whole thing about Steam is you buy a lot of games you never actually play. That that's what you do on Steam. I thought the point was that you didn't spend real money on them though. I thought you got like I thought you paid ten cents for a humble bundle and you just built up a library of shit you'll never play. I didn't think you'd just go in there and drop twenty bucks to. That's you know, what I did before, but uh, now like, eh, fuck it, I'll just buy it and then play it eventually or never. Whatever. <laughs> sure. I like I like everyone that made this game. They they can get my money. It's fine. That's true. Exactly. You could have like a, a, a decent pizza, or you could have a few games. So, you know, what's the difference? Uh, <laughs> you know, ukulele, the impossible layer, as good as a decent pizza. As someone who has both played ukulele and the impossible lair and eaten decent pizza, yeah. I agree with this. Cool, yeah, I was going to say, Jim, yeah. Yeah, we got our, we got our uh, charming games expert and pizza expert all in one person. It's David. Yeah, David's eaten nothing but pizza for the last 25 years. <laughs> so. No, that's not right. Hold on. David, how old are you? Don't 33? 34? Yes, I'll, I'll be 34 in August. Okay, so the, for the past 33 years, Dave has eaten nothing but pizza. <laughs> I came out of the womb, reaching for deep dish. 
<laughs> His mom tried breastfeeding, said, oh, this ain't working. Have a bite of nope. pizza. And <laughs> he became sorry, a real picky mom, eater after that. <laughs> I, I expected mozzarella cheese to come out of your breast, and it didn't, so you gotta order a pizza. That's... <laughs> It was all implied in David's infant body language. Jesus Christ, John. I was trying not to mention <laughs> Italian food coming out of David's mom's breasts, but you just went for it, pal. Um, I like the idea of my infant body language. Like, baby me was just going... Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, yeah, instead of saying Baba, you're going Maz Maz. <laughs> it's getting less great as we continue this joke. Um, it's getting more great. No, no, it's... Yeah, yeah, Johnny, uh, David, <laughs> yeah, bring, say, bring us home, man. Almost as great as Ukulele in the Impossible Lair, which is yeah. a very great game. Yeah, these and jokes I highly David's recommend Bob's it. Breast full of cheese. They're a decent pizza quality. It's yeah, not great jokes, John. They're just fine. You know, with the tip and everything, it's uh, <laughs> you know these these jokes. I don't know if they're ultimately worth it, but um, yeah, Ukulele in the Impossible Lair. Yeah, pretty worth it. So, I can't wait for Johnny streaming all these games he bought tonight. He's definitely going to play them. You know, mm -mm, no chance that he never plays these games ever. He's definitely going to really play those games. David, anything else on uh, on your fantastic selection with fantastic soundtrack, Ukulele and the Impossible Lair? Uh, no, good game. Uh, great soundtrack. If you passed on it before, give it a shot. Shit jam, man. Johnny, start the calculated computer. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Beeps. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Regan. What the fuck? What do you know? Well, we had a three-way tie. For everybody besides me. <laughs> Wait, I mean, honestly, how did, how did we have a three-way tie when I got one correct? I'm pretty sure everybody got more than that. No, nope, nope, we all got one correct. Away. You ah, took my fucking so. points at the end of the game, so you know, I fucking I took your order, and yeah, that left it a three-way tie at one point apiece, and Johnny with zero, which is a classic Johnny win. This uh, is how I usually win. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Johnny's like Adam Sandler's in Uncut Gems. He's, this is how he wins. Um, he did not win in that movie. Have you seen that movie? It's, it's, just, the, it's well. just the fucking meme they, they show you. This is how I win. <laughs> like Johnny Johnny getting zero points. They're like we're gonna we're gonna tweet that fucking meme from the Game That Tune account in like five minutes. So <laughs> yeah, just uh, be prepared. Anyway, Johnny, you have won, which is a terrible situation to put the show in. Because you now have to pick a theme for our next episode. Um. Well, let's see. I usually just go with free play, and that's kind of what I want to do. Um, I'm trying to find our latest free play jingle because it's been a minute. Ugh, do I, I have think one? The latest up? free play jingle might have been the episode 200 one. Oh yeah, play okay. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Then um, we'll have time for your 35 seconds of bonus music. Yeah, you know, I don't have that. So, you know what I'm going to say is next week's theme is shenanigans. Um, what the anything, hell does that mean? <laughs> it means whatever you want. Any game what? that you think has shenanigans. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Johnny. God, it's, wrong. It's, it's only good because somebody in the Discord chat called out shenanigans for Johnny winning. So you can tell that's what he did. His theme is literally the last thing he saw. Stay out of the fucking Discord, John. God damn it. If it wasn't for Discord, John's theme probably would have been games with microphones. <laughs> So, okay. Um, so, we had games with lava. We had games with muscles. I think I would like to combine those two and say games with cartoon characters. What? And any, any game the with... Jo- the joke was hot muscles, and we all picked, like, a Choaniki game, but no. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like games with muscles, games with lava, games with hot dudes. Like, okay. <laughs> cartoon characters. What? All right, so do thing. any of you guys have a theme suggestion? Because I'll take it. Jesus Christ, John. It, this is... <laughs> This is pathetic, man. <laughs> this is why I'm never. This is why I'm not allowed to win. This is wild, man. Like, you know, you, uh, I, I, I've fed you so okay. many themes over the years. Like, it, you know, it's summertime. You can pick summertime gems. I literally just compared you to Adam Sandler and uncut gems. You can pick yeah. games with gems. Ooh, Adam you Sandler know, games. You can pick games based on Adam Sandler movies. You could pick, you know, I mean, games with product placement. We've been doing this for so long. How are you not so good? How are you bad at free association at this point? It's ridiculous. I do like games with gems. That's a good idea. I feel like a lot of games have gems. That's a common collectible item. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's my theme for next week. Games with gems. Yes. Fantastic Done. selection, John. Not to be confused with Game That Tune Gems, the Patreon-exclusive show that we uh, that we tend to make from time to time. This is not going to be music from 30, 20, and 10 years ago. It's going to be games featuring precious stones. We want uh, you know a little glimmer in our eyes. The uh, you know the the rubies, the emeralds, uh, diamonds, and uh, sapphires. I'm going to stop myself before I run out of uh, gems to name. Yeah, you know, I, I was able to get a few in there. So yeah, John, actually, fantastic theme. Sounds like maybe we're going back to your cave theme, but uh, you know, it'll be fine. It'll be good. Uh, so yeah, great, uh, great show coming up next week. And thank you, uh, thank you, Johnny, for that. And thank you, everybody, so much for listening tonight. Thanks to everybody watching live with us. We're live every Wednesday night. We're on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. Uh, thanks to everybody listening in podcast form. Our podcasts come out on Tuesday mornings in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. So check us out there. Listen, rate them, review them, share them with your friends, trap somebody in your car and force them to listen to the newest episode of Game That Tune. Maybe don't trap them, but, you know, trap them by taking them on a nice long road trip together. Like, you know, if, if you and a friend are just hanging out and it's like, Man, should we, like, listen to the radio? No, motherfucker. You should listen to this episode of Game That Tune. You're gonna love it. Or you're gonna hate it. You just never know with this show. Um, thanks to everybody checking out Patreon.com slash Game That Tune. It's the home for awesome exclusives. We've got, uh, as I mentioned before, Game That Tune Gems, where we listen to music from 30, 20, and 10 years ago. We've got Jesse's Covered Up Show. We've got mixtapes. We've got movie commentaries. We've got a lot of fun. So uh, thank you to everybody checking us out there and uh, supporting the show. Special thanks, though, to our super fan tier producers, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, uh, Dominic Guy, 
Chrono, Taylor Y, Sam L. You guys are all fantastic fellas, and I can still do that list from memory. Um, <laughs> thank you to our requester, Silvernova. They sent us their request in Discord. So check us out in our Discord server. Join us, chat along with us, make some uh, make some requests, or just uh, you know hang out with our uh, unusually horny, chatty bunch of uh, people that follow this show. Um, or hit us with your requests uh, via email, gamethattune at gmail.com, or at, on Twitter at gamethattune, or you can find us individually on Twitter. I'm there at jgangsta187. You can find David Fleming on Twitter at... DFT Fleming. You can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at... Sega underscore legend. And you can find John Regan, this week's winner, the unfortunate king of Game That Tune, on Twitter at... JP Regan JR. Hell yeah, Johnny. So you've got 35 seconds of bonus tunes that you've been teasing throughout the show. Mm. And I guess you finally get to play them. So what's uh, what's the story with these tunes, man? Uh, this is the opening uh, theme from Radical Rex for the Sega CD. So it's going to be a radical set of bonus tunes? It's incredibly radical. One might say. Uh, mm-hmm. Radical tunes. It's the Super Nintendo. I thought, like, so the Sega Genesis did not have any vocals. The Super Nintendo had some vocals, and the Sega CD next levels both of them. This is the best version of the opening thing. Johnny, hold on. Are you giving me a a hot, uh, like a bonus tunes hot take that CD audio quality surpassed that of the Sega Genesis (laughs) and Super Nintendo? Space! Wow, (laughs) we. Man, the expertise that we have on this show. This is uh, going to be fantastic. So, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Peace out. In a burst of fire, Rich is on the scene Packing one mean flame and an awesome scream Flying across the world on his mean skateboard He's the coolest dino dude who ever scored For his friend Rex Sand, he crossed the land And he'll save the whole race with a single hand So to all the bad dinosaurs, you best beware Rex is on the loose, taking dairy, yeah He's so rad, he's so rad, he's my real cool radical Rex Radical Rex He's so rad, he's so rad, he's my real cool radical Rex Radical Rex He's so rad, he's so rad, he's my real cool radical Rex pretty good that's pretty good man wow how much of that game's budget did they put into getting rev run to do the fucking theme song like that (laughs) johnny it's only 35 seconds play it again (laughs) all right (laughs) in a burst of fire riches on the scene packing one mean flame and an awesome scream flying across the world on his mean skateboard he's the coolest dino dude who ever scored for his friend rex sand he crossed the land and he'll save the whole race with a single hand He's so rad, he's my real cool Radical Rex My real cool Radical Rex He's my real cool Radical Rex Radical Rex Mm, Man, there's a lot to unpack there, but I'll just do the copyrights Radical Rex is copyright 1994, Beam Software and Activision Super Mario 3D Land is copyright 2011, Nintendo of America Incorporated The Wonderful 101 is copyright 2013, Platinum Games and Nintendo of America Incorporated Project Warlock is copyright 2018, Buckshot Software Ukulele and the Impossible Lair is copyright 2019, Platonic Games
Alright. <laughs> okay, I mean, seriously, he's flying across the world on his cool skateboard. Coolest dino dude that ever scored? Yeah, that ever got is he laid. Fucking? Yeah, he's, you know, yeah, he's th fucking. This boy fucking. Um, because part of the game is to save your girlfriend. Yes. Is your girlfriend a weasel? No, she's another dinosaur. Wizard? That's good, yeah. Um, and then, what was it? Yeah. He, the, whoever's rapping keeps on saying, My real cool Radical Rex, as though it's like his pet. Like, I, I, I don't know, man. It's, uh, there's some weirdness in that song. Uh, unbelievable for a, for a rapped theme song to a Sega CD game. I, I just, wow. Always I, good to end on a David Wise Grant Kirkhope soundtrack. Indeed. Strong finish. Yeah. yeah. Always good to end on Johnny Wynn. Yeah. No, it's never good to win. No, I see, yes, we just demonstrated it. That was not a great idea. But, you know, hey, here we are. <laughs>